0: You're listening to Off the X with your hosts, Forrest Carvajal, Tyler Wells, Matt Covington, and Barrett Moon, brought to you by Pond Creek Duck Calls, Call with Confidence, Otis Arms Built for the Outdoors, Hella Dry Gear, Rixie Outdoors, HuntProof, the premier waterfowl mobile app, Pattern Pros, where simplicity meets results, and Land, Arkansas's leading recreational real estate and development group.
1: what's up everybody welcome to off the x podcast i'm forrest carver hall here with my best good friends mr tyler wells and barrett moon how are you guys go ahead barrett
0: oh well i was waiting on tyler
1: <laughs> i'm doing good back for another one back for another we'll see y'all were at the razorback game yesterday yeah we're not gonna
2: talk about that oh, no if you could call it a game <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen baseball scores that were much higher than that game. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're not lying. Pretty sure I've seen
2: a lot of peewee football teams yeah. that had a lot more hype than what our offense did. Yeah, yeah that it was, was, it was, that a was lackluster. Bad. Defense was like, they were ready to go, but offense was just, golly, they were flat. Sad, they man. didn't show up at all. No. And
1: our, our buddy, Matt Covington, he's not here. He's catching up on Missed episodes of something. Desperate Housewives or something <laughs> like that. I yeah. can't remember what it was. But anyhow, we have a guest tonight, and I I'm very excited about this interview because Lane, Mr. Lane Dunning is our guest. How are you, sir?
3: Pretty good. How are y'all doing?
1: We're doing great. Now you aren't you've been traveling this weekend. You were in uh Tennessee yesterday.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We and uh me and my girlfriend went down to the uh the Shin Film Festival and it was a pretty good time. It was a pretty good weekend full of of course, talking duck hunting and duck calls and everything in between. It was all-around real good time.
0: So tell tell us, can you tell us a little bit more about that? As far as like, is it kind of set up like the traditional film festival? Because I mean we're we're kind of old school and have no idea about these new <laughs> newfangled <laughs> festival and well,
3: events. Truth be, I've never been to anything like it. Honestly, it's a pretty cool event. I mean, they had quite a few vendors. And then they had a VIP section for you could you could buy a table with a group of, I believe, eight. And there was quite a few tables. Um, and then they played the football game yesterday's football game. I'll tell you what, I don't know crap about football. So <laughs> y'all can, you know, um, yeah, they played the game. And they had a big old bar for everybody. And uh, once the game was over with, they had a dinner. And then they played the, I believe, five or six films that the film creators had made. And that was, that was a pretty cool deal. Did you have a uh, favorite? They were all really good.
1: Uh, <laughs> He's already a politician, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, they were all really good. I, the one I voted for, if anybody listens to this that was made a video, don't, you know. I voted for Brandon Martin's with Daybreak Outdoors. He's mm-hmm. a local. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I truly did think it was really good. I like their stuff. I would have voted, voted for the home crowd anyway, but <laughs> I, I really, I really did like it.
0: I, I would bet going off of the content we've seen come out of them that it was probably a pretty solid, pretty solid yeah, it was, vote.
3: It was pretty cool. He did a, a deal over what's that? I can't. I don't want to pronounce it wrong. Cohen, that where they do all those. uh the uh, Transmitter Ducks and Cohen. I don't even know their whole dang names. Cohen something. They're out of Tennessee, West Tennessee. I think and, you're saying uh, it right.
0: I think you're saying it right. The Cohen yeah. something labs. Is that what it's yes. called? Cohen. Yeah. Uh,
3: C-O-H-E-N?
0: I, yeah. Cohen, I can't
3: remember what yes, it is. Yes, it's called Cohen Wildlife Research Lab. Yeah. 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 yeah they, he did a video over them and it was called Under Pressure, I think. And the, lo and behold, they just talked about the amount of pressure us as hunters are putting on these birds and just seeing how their patterns between feeding and going here and there have changed over over time. And with the amount of hunting pressure and shots getting fired and all that stuff. So it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to listen to. But aside from that, everybody else made a pretty dang good video.
0: Was it are the videos like are they more like documentary style informational or some of it, you know, entertainment style? Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Well, they were all a little bit different. I'd say Brandon's was pretty informational. I know, I believe Dylan Farrell did one over, and I'm, I'm not even going to talk about it too much because truth be told, I was I was actually hanging out in Colton's trailer <laughs> watching him turn a duck call whenever he <laughs> was playing. And Alexis texted me and said, you just missed a really good one. So uh, apparently it was a real
0: tearjerker. Oh, uh-huh. really? okay, okay. Did his so win?
3: It did.
1: It did. It did. Oh, the tearjerker wins. I like that. I'm okay with that. Well, now, oh, yeah. now I'm we,
0: curious.
3: Yeah, we, It was we, cool. It was a really cool deal because the, it was over a boy who had a uh, prosthetic leg. And like I said, I didn't watch it. And I can't say too much about it. But lo and behold, Big Duck Hunter, he was there. And uh, I believe his whole family was there. And once it won, his whole family you know, jumped up, hollering. Everybody was hugging each other. It was a pretty <laughs> cool deal for everybody. It was it was cool to see. Oh,
0: that's cool. That's awesome. Dylan I like was, that.
3: Dylan was gracious enough to, it was a $10,000 prize. He gave 5000 of it to the Cohen Wildlife Project, I believe. And then the other 5000 that boy
0: really, uh, in the
3: video got to donate the other 5000 to whatever charity he'd like.
0: Wow. Nice. Wow. That's was real, cool. That was real cool. That's real cool. Classy move. I and like that. Those, yeah. Sure. And again, I'm probably asking questions that you may or may not know. That's not released to public yet, right? Like we can't. I don't watch believe it. so. Okay, okay, well, okay. I just figured. I'd imagine it will be.
1: Yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, it's it definitely will be. They'll give it some time, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah they'll definitely they'll have to yeah. release it out, yeah. I'm sure. But yeah. anyhow, we'll get into this a little bit more. Get into who Lane is. Uh, I mean, legendary call maker, competition caller. He's a guide. Just got back from Canada. I mean, and he's twenty three. Yep, he's, 23. He, he's done more in the in the waterfowl world by the age of twenty three than I've done by the age of thirty five. So,
0: very impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> he's he's got an old soul with a Hotmail account. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, Lane, let's
1: start. Let's start kind of from the beginning. What? Who got you into waterfowl hunting?
3: Ooh, well none of my family's into duck hunting at all my dad he's a bow hunter he could care less about ducks he don't know crap about them um <laughs> one of my best buddies in elementary school he always talked about duck hunting with his grandparents and um you know parents in general and he would always talked about it and it, it just for some reason well let me take that back i started deer hunting with my dad like i said he's that's all he's into my buddy starts talking about duck hunting all the time. I was like, well, why not Why not give it a go? Well, I was over at his grandparents' house one night, and he asked his grandpa, can Lane come duck hunting with us one time? And he's like, not unless he knows how to blow a duck call. <laughs> you know what I did? I went straight to the academy, bought the cheapest duck call I could find. And What I was, was it? Blew it? It was, uh, it was a quackhead. kid. Okay. Right. Is there, is, that's, yeah, yeah. That's R&T, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. It didn't have that on the package back then. It was just that clear and green, yeah, or yeah. polycarb maybe. Yeah, I picked one of those up, and I don't know, I have no idea what happened to me, but I'm, I've been ruined ever since. If you will, <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't put a duck call down since that day. I don't, and then from that point on, like I said, obviously, put the duck call time. Finally, got to go on some some hunts, some youth hunts. I was only. 12 13 years old that's probably about the time i started and then about that same time period um i got into listening to all kinds of stuff on youtube that's kind of how i figured out how to blow a duck call just youtube videos i mean i'd watch them over and over and over again do you remember who, it was, kind of, who you watched I, no not most of them honestly there was <laughs> i mean it was like seriously how to blow a duck call and you know how that goes I and mean, there's 150 different answers I mean I'd watch And I'd they're watch all
0: different.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'd watch them for hours. And one, not one, but a lot of the videos I would come up on, it was um, I guess Bandit posted them. Back in the day, bandit, you know, had their line of calls, and Keith Allen was kind of doing all their sound files, I suppose, and they're on YouTube. And I don't know why. They just really caught my attention the way he blew a duck call. Um, well, I had no idea. His wife worked with my mom, so I guess it's <laughs> small it was, world. Yeah. Yeah. I had no, I mean, I'm pretty new to this stuff at the time. Uh, I didn't really know anybody besides a few people that I duck hunted, but apparently it's, I come to find out pretty quick. That's big deal around here. Cause I mean, it's, we're, we're in a pretty good area. For <laughs> where, um, where are you at? I live in Southeast Missouri, um, mm-hmm. kind of in between Cape Girardeau and Syxton, um, Anyhow, uh, where were they? Oh, Keith. So, Keith lives about 15 minutes from me, probably most of my life. He lived other places, but um, anyway, his, his wife worked with my mom. I got into duck calling, duck hunting, and uh, my mom had Keith come over on Christmas Eve. I guess it was 2012, 13, like I said. And he had brought two or three duck calls with him, banded calls that for some reason I had wanted. Probably because I watched him blow on YouTube, you know. Uh, I wanted them. Well, never got them, never got them. Here comes Christmas Eve. I got a knock on the front door, which is my grandma's house. Actually, it's my house now. Uh, but I got a knock on the front door, open the door. Keith Allen standing there. I was like, what in the world? I mean, it was, like I said, I had no idea he was anywhere close to me. I just seen him on the Internet. I was like, what in the world? And he had delivered a couple of duck calls to me that night. And I don't know exactly. I think lo and behold, he's like, why don't you come to my house this summer and tune some duck calls and whatever needs to be done, basically, uh, for bandits. So I spent most of my summer in his shop, tuning duck calls, boxing duck calls, painting the logos, you name it. And, uh, that's that's kind of really where it all started i probably i probably tuned and well not necessarily tuned i probably painted painted a box more than i tuned (laughs) at that age you know (laughs) but i had done more of that stuff before i'd hardly killed a duck and i was just ate up i was on cloud nine right off the rip and uh it's been the same way ever since i mean it's totally consumed my life but i'm not upset about it
1: has how much of it or have you hunted with keith keith
3: much No, honestly, no. I've hunted with them a few times, but I sure as hell ain't going to get to hunt with them now. Well, the- <laughs> <laughs> you know, down Who, ta- at who taught you the hunting side of it then? Was it self-taught? And I wouldn't say self-taught. Like I said, I started at 12, 13, 14. I was probably about 14 years old. My parents would let me loose, you know, and go with about whoever. Because <laughs> At that point in time, I would post on Facebook on a Friday night. After school, who wants to go duck hunting in the morning? And I don't I've maybe never met some of these people in my life. They're just locals, you know? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, where do you want to go? Okay, we we'll figured out where we're going. All right, I'll be your house at four o'clock. I'll pick you up four o'clock. Random people. I did not care. I wanted to go duck hunting. I mean, oh they were in the area. Gosh. That sounds really bad. Hang on, hang That's on. It's a wonder you're hey, still wait, here wait, at 14. <laughs> hey, I'm a teenager at 14, right? <laughs> Whose who's car are you sticking like, Pick people up. They were picking him up. They were picking uh, him up. Like, no, 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 no. They weren't like old men. They were like
0: 16, 17 years old. This, this turned into Catch a Predator, real quick. Chris yeah. Hansen going to come out the door?
2: I,
1: <laughs> I want to know, though. Because I feel like if if some 14-year-old kid got on all things cut down and posted, hey, can somebody take me duck hunting in the morning, they would
2: get ripped apart if they did that. Did that not happen to you? Oh,
1: yeah.
3: No, no oh my gosh
2: i remember back a long time ago like that you've seen it all the time even on the old forums like it would be like somebody like hey I, you know i don't have anybody to go with who wants to go and you just see random people be like hey man i'll meet you down at loves at x time i'll be driving this and i'm like
3: well hell i listened to y'all's podcast going and, and ronnie turner talked about how he posted on a forum and old boy from what canada yeah, yeah. 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 he comes down, come down with him every year yeah <laughs>
2: yeah and i mean a long time ago back in the like early 2000s i mean we used to do that with whitetail hunts in other in other states and i mean we got some good friends out of it but i just oh yeah you know the way duck hunting is i would never expect like like we would go to a gar hole for sure (laughs) like pull up there we're fixing to murder the cooks today boys (laughs) oh for
3: sure oh my gosh I'm glad it worked out for you, though. <laughs> You'd find me dead before I tried that nowadays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you have any good hunts out of that? Believe it or not, I did. But like, like you said, there's there was several times where we got quote unquote gar hold. But when I posted that at that age, so there's a couple uh, public draw areas like anywhere from an hour away from me, and that's where a lot of people around here go hunt now. They go to the draw. You know three four in the morning pull a wooden pill out of the box whatever number you get that's you know so if i draw a pill in one i'm the first one to get to pick where i want to hunt so that was kind of i mean at that point that's all i was doing was going to those spots and there's there's definitely some spots in those areas that are you know pretty gar ish if you will <laughs> and, and i've seen some <laughs> pretty ignorant stuff but like i said nowadays you wouldn't find me doing nothing like that
1: do you hunt <laughs> public any nowadays
3: I try to. Do you? I want to. Well, me and that. So, I work for SEMO Outfitters here in Southeast Missouri. Shane Garner owns the operation, and he does a phenomenal job. He's real class act. He's a good dude. But Kyle Wojcikowski is his name. He's from Oklahoma, and he guides for Shane as well. And there's a place probably five miles down the road from the lodge, and it's got a lot of flooded timber in it, and it's, it's, it's about it. I mean, we don't, we don't get to hunt Arkansas. We have woods in Arkansas, granted, but it's for some reason these woods are special. I mean, it, it's, if you get in, that's, it, everybody wants to get in. That's why they're there. Back in the day, you always hear stories about there used to be five, six, 20, what, real low numbers of parties. and Four people as a party at these draw-in places. Now, I've seen it where there's 150 plus when them woods open up because they only <laughs> open up for so long. And it's, you get, I think they let 50 people in. So if you, if you know, say there's 48 people in the area or in have gotten into that spot and you got a party of four, I I assume you're shit out of luck. (sighs) So everybody wants it. Hmm. Everybody wants it. So like I said, it's a good spot, but me and my buddy Kyle, we try and slip away. Not as much as we can. Obviously we have, we have fun doing what we do, but every now and again, we like to, I guess, see different stuff or. Just to get to enjoy it's different for us.
1: Right, right. Have you been to Arkansas to hunt hunt the woods in Arkansas much?
3: Not public. No. Shane, he owns some property down there, some woods. Yeah. So
1: you haven't, you <laughs>
3: haven't, have you
1: experienced a boat race yet?
3: No, no boat race, no fights, no this, no that. I ain't seen none of that.
1: Oh, I've, I haven't I, seen it either. I avoid it at all costs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know if I want to, to be honest. I've seen videos of it and it looks pretty, pretty sketchy. <laughs>
0: So <laughs> I I want to, I want, if you will, will you expound a little bit on the, um, the draw system in Missouri? Cause I've, I've always been curious about kind of what that, that looks like, especially with the, the growth and expansion of, of duck hunting over the last five to 10 years. Cause I've, I kind of gather from what you just said, it's probably a little bit chaotic.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously at this point in time, I probably either wasn't alive or duck hunting, yeah but they used to, I mean, they've always had the draw for, I guess, forever. Uh, but uh, back in the day, they say there was no parties hardly at all. Like, you were going duck hunting, right? Mm-hmm. But you still had to draw your pill, and that's just luck of the draw, literally, you know. Uh,
1: but everybody <clears> got
3: <throat> to hunt, pretty much. Everybody that was it there. Seemed, it, uh, it seems that way. That's All the stories are like, yeah, there's ne- there was never anybody here. You were going hunting more or less. Right. Um, but since I've started, I've seen it get pretty, I don't know, really, because probably around when I started as well, it'd get that way. Once the woods opened up, it'd get real hot and heavy with parties. I mean, it'd go from, I don't know, 30. Okay. let, Let me go back in a weekday, Monday through Friday, obviously there's a lot of kids in school. Um, and, and if you had a day where you could skip school or you were quote unquote sick or whatever, <laughs> you're like, yeah, we're, we're going duck hunting tomorrow. I, I went in there on some weekdays this past year and there were 60 plus parties. Like I said, that's still four. Uh, you, one person can be at a party, but it's up to four, Right. but that's irrelevant unless those woods are open. Um, but. I think the deal is, like you said, with, with the amount of hunters nowadays and uh, I think a lot of these high school kids go there for about an hour. If they they seem to draw all the low pills for some reason. <laughs> They'll hunt for about an hour and then shag ass, which I can't blame them because I probably did the same thing, but I go in there on a weekday thinking, yeah, we're going to get them, and no, we don't even get in, Does but it, just just over time, like you said, yeah, it, it's definitely... I've seen it, but I haven't seen it to the full extent, I guess. I guess if I asked somebody that's been going to these areas for 30, 40 years, they'd probably be like, it ain't even worth going.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so, and I kind of ask and I'm curious just because we're, we're starting to get a taste of some of the draw stuff. So mm-hmm. I just, I was like, oh, I mean, I'd really, what are your thoughts on it? Like, do you, is it, do you feel like it's a hindrance or do you, I mean, it, which again, it's been like that for a long time. So you really don't know anything different in Missouri, but um, I mean, it, is there something you'd change about it? Is there something to, to make it better? And I, we may be getting into the weeds on draw stuff here, but I kind of well, see the writing on the wall coming no. down. So I don't, I know. Get, I don't I wanted to ask the it. question.
3: I don't have too much opinion on it because, like I said, realistically, it's just the luck of the draw. There could be 10 people that are, if you draw last pick, say there's 10 spots. And I mean, if you draw last pick, you're ideally getting the quote unquote worst, not worst, but not as good of a spot as one through five. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But now, the one thing I could change since COVID. They won't let you – at one point, they wouldn't even let you go inside the buildings. You had to stand outside in the freaking cold, whether it was raining, snowing, sleeting, whatever. (laughs) And they had – well, all the officers were inside the building in the heat, you know. And they'd just reach in there and grab the pills for you, which they still do. But now you can go back inside. But what I'm getting at is you can't even stick your your hand in the box to draw your pill anymore like you used to be able to since COVID. And I don't know why – I'm sure a lot of people around here would agree with me. Actually, I know I've had a lot of talks about this with some buddies, but that was half the fun for me going in there and shooting <laughs> the shit with people. And, you know, the excitement of whether you're going home or not. You know, that that oh, was a thrill geez. on its own.
1: You answered and my question now, that I was about to ask. So if you don't get drawn, did you just go home?
3: Yeah, yeah, you're going home. no, no, no. There's nowhere no, no, else no. to go. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to McDonald's, You're going to McDonald's. You're going to force to move. You're going to go home. Force
2: is Forced moving to a driving to Arkansas at, yeah. at four a.m. Uh, uh-uh. Uh,
1: see, that's what I don't want about don't, a draw.
3: Don't if get me wrong. There, there are some places you can go set a dequest, Fred. But you nine times out of ten, you may as well just go home.
1: Ah, you know wow. What I'm <laughs> wow. That that's what I'm scared of is implementing a draw system in all these places and then you go somewhere you don't get drawn and then you've got nowhere else to go Mm -hmm. because then Mm -hmm. in my mind i'm like listen this is supposed to be public you're taking tax dollars from me and you're telling me i can't hunt i'm Mm -hmm. not about that i paid for my license i paid for my stamps i should get to hunt somewhere i should have somewhere available to me every day of duck season to duck hunt that's I, I like mean, that. and I'm not going to change my opinion on that one. Never, never. <laughs> if, if it's public, then I should get to hunt it. I don't care if it's crappy or not, but I should get to hunt. I'm not Ooh, missing the nah. day of duck season if I can hunt. Mm-hmm. So that's what scares me about the draw system. That's probably why I never put my name in for Raff Creek, is because I'm
2: like, if I get told no, I'm going to be hot. You didn't miss it. anything because
0: I put mine in all the time <laughs> and never drew it.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's there's some quote unquote well, you know, walk in areas, but aside from that we're real close to the Mississippi River if you can find a group of you know batch of ducks on there you obviously have at it that that's a pretty cool deal but I mean me myself I've never really gotten into them or if the backwater gets out that's you know kind of a free game
1: okay have you hunted the Mississippi River
3: yeah yeah I hunted a lot of divers in the river
1: what's it like being on that river uh I don't prefer it <laughs> What kind of boat? What kind of boat were you on it in?
3: we were on an eighteen footer, but still there felt nothing, pretty small and there that. ain't nothing worth holding on to for your life, really. <laughs> holding on to a bag of decoys ain't gonna do no good. I can tell you that. That's about all we had. Jeez. Yeah, yeah I am out on that. Yeah. Nah. The,
1: the white and the cash, they don't really scare me that bad. But the Mississippi, every time I go over and I'm like, oh, I don't really know if <laughs> like I, I said, ever said I listened to, get to on the,
3: that. I listened to the deal with Ronnie and, and he's talked about being out there a lot on a little ass boat. I was like, <laughs> yeah. You are <you're> crazy. <laughs> Ronnie's a different breed. <laughs> oh, he is something. I was with him last night.
1: Oh, I know. I seen the picture at like midnight. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's hard not to like Ronnie, though. He's a good dude. He's as good as they get. Oh, anyways, I didn't mean to get us off on the. the- Tangent of uh of draw odds. I, was, I just was. We've got somebody from Missouri. I wanted to ask. No, I, I yeah, hear about it. It's know? a good
3: y'all question. Don't have, y'all don't have any down there at all.
0: We
2: have
1: one. We have one. And it's yeah. it's Raff Creek. It's only on Saturday, Sunday. It's it's mm. but, it's open to the public Tuesdays and Thursdays. But like, you, pretty, you can only hunt it go. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday.
3: Oh, kay? so you draw Saturday, Sunday, and then you hunt those days, huh?
1: Yes, and it's free rain on. Tuesday and Thursday for for the public, and I'm I mean, I'm okay with that. Tuesdays and Thursdays, yeah,
3: it's packed. So you you can like draw Saturday, Sunday, more or less scout if you wanted to hunt. What Wednesday, Thursday? No, no, no. no. no.
0: You draw Saturday and you draw Sunday to hunt Saturday and Sunday, and then on Tuesday, Thursday, it's open to the pub. There is no draw, so you can hunt it. Oh, oh, I
3: thought you said you draw Saturday or Sunday, and and then then hunt Tuesday.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no.
1: No, that no, wouldn't mean, be a bad idea, that,
2: though.
3: Hey, that, that would be pretty be sweet. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
1: But, yeah, they just they just added a bunch of different WMAs that are going to be only hunting on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So there's, they took they Ed took Gordon's some very popular one ones. Ed Gordon is one. Bell Slew is one. Those are yeah. the two closest to us. Yeah.
2: What was the other? Are those those pretty
1: There past- was a few others. Gala Creek. Gala Creek was yeah. one. Frog Bayou. Um, yeah. Oh, there's one or two more. But...
0: Ed- uh to answer your question Lane, Ed Gordon depending on the year can be packed which actually this They're past season packed. yeah that one was packed yeah. pretty packed Um killed a lot of birds there last year too though I mean that near the end they yeah. did yeah but uh, They always kill a bunch huh. the last day on it <laughs> Yeah, Gordon. No. Exactly so I was just curious
3: with with the amount of you know I guess walk in places to hunt down there if there was even hardly anybody show up to them draws
2: Oh yeah Oh yeah There's a <laughs> There's a whole ton lot of people of show up to everywhere Yeah I believe it. There's elk
3: hunters like there is freaking mosquitoes down there. Yeah, but
1: no, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where where I was going is like they just took all these other WMAs and they reduced it to where you can only hunt Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. They don't have a draw Mm -hmm. yet, but it's kind of like they're trying to move it that direction, which I'm scared of. I don't want to see that. I, I don't like taking hunter opportunity away. I do like conserve the resource or whatever you know i do Mm -hmm. like that and respect that but there's a point when you take too much opportunity away from people and you take you're limiting pressure yes on those but that just means you're pushing more pressure to other places that's all you're really doing is you're just you're shifting it uh because i know that if you know for me those are uh, those two close ones ed gordon and bell slew if you told me I you, you can't hunt that monday wednesday and friday well if i can hunt monday wednesday and friday then you've just told me okay well those are eliminated i'm going to go to the one of these others and that's you know however many however, hundred usually, other yeah. people yeah. are yeah. going to do mm-hmm. the same exact thing so yeah. it yes it's limiting pressure on those but you're going to build pressure on the others and then it's going to look like oh well we need to limit these others too that's how it's mm-hmm. that's how it's gonna fall, I think. I hope it doesn't. Yeah.
2: concentrating hunters.
0: Yes. Well, well not only that, we've yeah. got a sixty day season, and now you're gonna take, you know, three days a week out of that sixty day season that you can't hunt those areas. So yeah. you've just decreased the number of days in the exactly. Season anyway. Exactly.
1: So. so we'll see how it works this year. I'm not exactly a fan of it, but you know, we'll move on. So <laughs> I <laughs> I want to get into your guiding. Okay. You're twenty three years old. How long have you yes, guided? Sir.
0: Since he was 14. Well,
3: yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. Well, it wasn't long after I started, really. Um, we'll kind of double down here. I picked up a camera and no, it was terrible, but I, 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 for some reason, really liked it. I took pictures of ducks all the time. And they're, like I said, I look back on now and I laugh because <laughs> I bought a lot of, I spent, I put a lot of money into it and no, I'm not the best by any means, but it's definitely progressed. Um, uh, anyhow, picked up a camera at about fourteen fifteen, and another local around here. He, um, he was filming for a lot of shows actually. And he was doing a lot of waterfowl related content. And I, my, he went to nursing school actually with my mom as well. <laughs> so I got linked up with him and he taught me all kinds of stuff. And I'm pretty grateful for that nowadays because, you know, like I said, it's helped me progress. But anyway, he was really good buddies with Shane Garner, who owns the outfitter I work for. Okay. And we went to the draw place I was telling you about. Didn't do no good. It was the last day of duck season, last day in the middle zone anyhow. And uh, Shane had invited us over to his place to just come buddy hunt more or less that evening. And, I don't know why, but (laughs) he's kind of, he's kind of let me stick around ever since then. I, you know, at that age, 14, 15, I wasn't guiding, but I'd go over there and brush blinds. He'd let me come hunting with him, take pictures. I felt like I was really doing something, but no, like I said, I'd just do about whatever I could to try and be in that clique, if you will, (laughs) and do what I had to do to be here now, I suppose, because. I haven't heard I've been there every season since then and I'd say I I didn't start full time until technically this year because I just graduated college in May, but I've been guiding there since I was 16 every Mm. chance I could um, whether it was sick quote unquote school days or every weekend or hell if I didn't draw out he was gracious enough to let me come over there and join his group or whatever it may be, but what, yeah, did, what
1: did the clients, when you were a teenager, did you have any clients that kind of looked at you like, this kid is guiding us? Did you they have that kind stil-
3: of... They do it they still? They still do that. Yeah. And then oh, you yeah. blow a duck call. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of... Don't get me wrong. And I don't know if any of you guys have done it, but I think most people who have a, either own an outfitter or have done some guide work get it. There's always that bad group. And I'm not talking... I'm not... I don't know. Everybody gets it. it you don't. You don't have get. to
1: name drop. No,
3: absolutely not. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, there's always that bad group, and like I said, there's still there's there's some of that this till this day. Um, back then, they probably were like, well, "What the hell?" But it's 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 a lot less now because most of our clients are repeat groups. Gotcha. So a lot of them have seen me, or I've guided them since i was 16 17 years old and and like i said they're, they're all repeat so it, there's a lot of relationship built with between the guides and shane and they, they most of them come back every year there's one group that comes opening weekend and they've been coming for 18 or 19 years this year maybe. wow so it, it's we know everybody at this point but now shane's expanded so much he's He's buying property and building onto the lodge and you name it. So there's a there's a lot of new faces coming through nowadays. And I'm sure some people will see me and they're like, what in the world are we getting ourselves into? Because there's <laughs> y'all know how it is. Get up early in the morning. Sometimes you don't know what the hell you're doing either. You get some kick off on a tractor or a ranger and do something stupid. And these guys are like, oh my God. I got one right here for you. I had a new group this year who I now would say pretty good buddies with. <laughs> the first morning they were there, I take off on the tractor every morning. Well, somebody had drove the tractor that I took that day before. Well, they dropped the bucket all the way down to the ground, which is probably smart. Well, I put it in gear and take off. And we're sitting there jolting. I'm like, what in the hell am I doing here? Like, what, what could possibly be going wrong? Like, I was killing it, you know. And the client I was looking back there, I was like, hold on, guys, whatever. And they were like, oh hell. You know, they were they were shaking their head. They were looking at each other like, what's this idiot doing? He's not know how to drive this tractor. Well, I didn't pull the damn bucket up and I dug about three foot of mud up before I finally got to take off. I was like, yeah, dang. It was just one of those mornings I was so embarrassed. And then I freaking I didn't raise it up enough to get to the hole we were going to. And by the time I pissed off in the ditch, I scooped another three foot of mud out of the damn field. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did y'all Luckily, kill him that got,
3: day? Oh, yeah. We got him good. And if we wouldn't, have, these guys probably wouldn't have hunted me again, they probably would <laughs> have told Shane to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That, well, that's well that's I mean, driving don't have anything to do with guiding, though. So.
3: <laughs> no, but by then, I was an anxious wreck. I'm like, I'm a jackass. I'm
2: he's a, a great guy, guy just around. don't know about his
3: driving skills <laughs> yeah well, i've got trust me i've got plenty of driving stories whether it's getting stuff stuck or uh, you name it honestly between clients and driving i've i've done some pretty stupid stuff <laughs> <laughs> let's hear one let's hear another one all right here's one come up in my head so first day these I, I don't even remember where these guys are from, but they're still coming to the hunt with us, and we joke about it and laugh about it now. Which most of these ignorant stories, like I said, they're most they're mostly repeat hunters, so we, we all laugh about most of this stuff. Anyhow, first day, we go to the spot, no problem. We drive the it's a John Deere a Gator, and uh, don't get me wrong, it's not ideal to drive it in tractor tire ruts but <laughs> it'll it'll make it to the pit which we did we hunted no problem just another day well all right boy let's get out of here wrap up pick decoys up blah 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 i go get the gator pull up to the pit no problem and i don't know when it happened but at some point in time i accidentally clicked it into two-wheel drive so we're heading out from the pit Back the same way we came in from through the not in the tractor ruts, but there's all kinds of stuff going out there, you know. So there's ruts all over the place where it's just obviously muddy. It's gonna be. Um. (laughs) Now looking back on it now, I probably should (laughs) have got out. But I was like, "Hey boys, why don't you get out and push?"
0: Oh my (laughs) gosh, (laughs) Lane!
3: (laughs) All right, they're about my age and a dad, three or four boys about my age and a dad. My age now, anyways, they're a couple years older than me. Okay, we'll get out and push. They get out and push for about 10 minutes, and I'm giving her to hell. I mean, probably <laughs> the damn <laughs> the exhaust was red. It was it was bad. And I I was just like, what in the world could possibly go, possibly be going wrong right now? We've done all this stuff and now we're stuck. Well, I look down at the dash and I have it in two-wheel drive. I was like, oh hell! In my head, I was like, oh my god! Did you say I'm anything, like, or did you just click it and be like, oh, let's try again? No, I look back. They're caked in mud. I mean, oh, god. bad head they're to toe.
0: Spinning those wheels, head around. to
3: toe. <laughs> All right, get in. Screw it. Let's get. Let's go. Get in. We'll figure it out. I put it in four wheel drive and we just drove away. <laughs> and I was like, well. The funniest part is they get back to the lodge and they're spraying each other off with water hoses. And I was the first one back in. Well, Shane, he was on the totally opposite other end of the farm. And he gets to the lodge. I don't even know what I was doing. I was at another hole doing something. And uh, (laughs) he comes up to us like, who the hell took that gator this morning? Or why is that gator so muddy or something? I think I was taking pictures he comes over there like, what in the world did you do? And I was like, well, we got stuck. And he's like, yeah, look, I can tell. Because like, I can hear you, give, you know, I can hear the dang <laughs> gator from two miles away. It sounds like a pissed hey, off weed eater. Yeah, pegged
0: at that red limiter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and he, we laugh about it now. I don't know if you want to hear any more, but I got another. Oh, lame, you know what? I was going to, to say, I've got another one of mine. I was going to say, I've got another one of mine. But actually, this goes back to the same story, because right off the rip that morning, that same hunt, that same day, <laughs> my we got we got pretty big barn doors on the shop where all the you know ATVs and tractors are all parked every morning, and uh, my truck and a couple of others were parked on like blocking one of them more or less. But I knew I had enough room to get out with that gator, so uh, I take off with the hunters. And I'm squeezing through my truck in the the door. I was like, oh, I, I've got it cleared. The front half, is it's a, a uh, two-row gator, right? Well, I get the front half of it out. So I hit the gas. I'm like, all right, we're going. Boom! The back tire hits the damn garage door. You would have thought the shop was falling over. And Shane's <laughs> sitting behind me shaking his head like, what? <laughs> are you, you?" I was like, this guy, this guy is going to fire me. Oh, my gosh. So I, that was the guy, same day? He, yeah, oh, he's not going to tell me to get the hell out of here and like I said, we go hunting and all that other crap happens. It's like, yeah, this this isn't good for me. I can tell you that right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> None of us have really ever got it, I, I don't think. And, no. and We've never really got it, so we don't have any experience in that. So it's, it's really funny to hear those stories and I, I still can't get over like 23 years old and he's got these stories already from somebody that should be 35 years old. But you're in Missouri. You you've helped guide. You take pictures. You make duck calls. Y'all don't just duck hunt, right? Y'all duck hunt and goose hunt, right?
3: Well, we we ideally duck hunt. We don't hunt. We don't hunt past noon, uh, even on the private. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if we have a terrible hunt, we've got a couple of spots we might pitch off to in the evenings and duck hunt. But if the ducks get stale or just mild weather or whatever the case may be we'll try and find a speck feed or a snow goose feed and do what we can just to make the ha- you know, the hunters happy i mean we're, we're going hunting regardless but obviously everybody is going to take their best bet so that's what we'll do but we don't we don't chase geese all that often we okay. don't have I mean, we have specks and snows like crazy uh canada's they're just local so they ain't they ain't really worth chasing but
1: so y'all's, yeah. y'all's Canada's are locals. Yeah, we
3: don't get them. Okay, They're because tough.
1: you're in an area that used to get them.
3: Yeah, so I'm, I'm probably 20 minutes from Southern Illinois. Yeah. Goose capital of the world once upon right. a time. Right,
1: once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's kind of the direction I was going to go. Did you get and to I, experience yeah, any don't of have that? for
3: Canada's hardly. I mean, don't get me wrong. But, nope, I did not. No, nope, oh, man. Never have got to see all that stuff.
1: Uh, you've heard I stories, then I'm sure.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> my grandpa, like I said, nobody in my family ducks duck or goose hunts or ever has. And he, he's told me stories about it just being over in the area that time of year. He's like, dude, it's a freaking black cloud of geese every night. I mean, I have no stories about it, like I said, but every, every, I'm sure you guys have heard plenty of stories about it.
1: Well, we're in Arkansas, and I don't know that we ever got <laughs> migrations of Canada geese. No, not even, like, I mean, even not before, like they did. yeah, even before our day, we didn't. Th- at some yeah. point in time, we got them, but but all we have now is just—I mean—it's golf course geese. That's all we have now.
3: Oh uh, yeah, I mean, Southern Illinois story. Oh
1: yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. heard. I mean, I've watched Whistling Wings videos of when they did kill them there. You know. Yeah. So I was I was curious if you had experience, because like I said, you're young, but you've got a lot of experience. So I didn't know if you got to taste a little bit of that maybe when you were younger or not.
3: No. Unfortunately mm. no. I would love to have, cause I tell myself, I tell my buddies all the time, and I say this now, but if it actually happened, I don't know. I tell my buddies all the time, if we had Canada geese, I'd be a goose hunter. I love really? them. I love them. I don't know why. So guess, you,
1: you just got back from Canada
3: recently. Yeah, but we didn't kill, but maybe 10 of them. Really? Yeah. Did y'all just find ducks? Well, I mean, we set up on, obviously, and we set up on a lot of dry fields and we, we had a couple days where we got the geese pretty good, but it was mostly ducks. We killed mostly ducks and I'm not mad about that one bit, but I've got, I've got, um, I'll backtrack a little bit around that time that I hadn't met Keith and done all that stuff with the bandit call stuff. I, uh technically got on with the banded avery youth staff at the time <laughs> nice. and there was a guy out of wisconsin who he ran the youth staff and he sent out a, a mass email to the quote-unquote staff and <laughs> invited us all out to goose hunt wisconsin well i went i was at, i was i guess 14 15.
1: did you just get on facebook and ask somebody to drive you there <laughs> <laughs>
3: I wish it would have been a lot easier. I was, you you never seen me shit my pants so hard. I was that age in an airport. I was in Chicago by myself in the airport.
2: No way! Wow. Yeah, wow. my mom I would be gone. Would be gone. <laughs> Do your parents I,
1: I'm not love
3: you? To make, no, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to make my parents sound bad at all. I promise. But she trusted me enough. She dropped me off at St. Louis, and I was in Chicago, and then Wisconsin, and I, I, wow. I my, when I was
1: 14, I couldn't cross the street.
3: <laughs> man I don't know I, they, I guess they trusted me I don't, I don't, know, I don't know why but they oh did,
1: man but. that's awesome sorry go
3: ahead <laughs> anyhow like I said they invited us out we goose hunt and actually we really we only killed a handful but I made some pretty good buddies through that deal and I still go hunting with them just about every year to this day which hasn't been all that long But um, <laughs> yeah I go up to Wisconsin or I haven't this year actually because I went to Canada, spent all my dang money up there. <laughs> <laughs> I usually go to Wisconsin once or twice a year, and all my buddies up there that I met through the Avery deal. You know, I- I've met quite a few other people through them, and just hunting up there in general because it seems like every time I go, I meet somebody new. There's always fourteen freaking people at the hunt. Oof. I don't know why, but there is. Whatever. <laughs> it seems like nowadays, every time we go up there. They've done found us something good. I mean, they spoil us. I ain't gonna lie. And I don't know what it is about. I don't know what it is about them freaking geese. I love. I'm not a good Canada goose caller by any means, but I love calling at them and watching the way they work. I don't know everything about it. I love.
1: It, it's slower. It's like a wider turn. I mean, I you've yeah. done a lot more of it than I have, but it looks very very fun to me too.
3: I've never got to see like a like a good molt migrator hunt none of that i would love to don't get me wrong i'm grateful for the opportunities i've had with those guys and uh you know hunting feeds and stuff but it's i want to see some i'm i'm i'm, I'm really curious to see some other stuff like i said the molt migrator stuff. i've never seen a big group of geese or even a little group of geese fall from god knows where yeah Great. you know that's cool stuff i mean i've seen you know y'all have too i'm sure you've seen groups of migrator ducks or just hide ducks in general break down and, mm-hmm no, it's awesome but oh yeah it's it's different with every other group like that I, i'd love to see that yeah
1: so what y'all are seeing is that you're on a feed and basically you see them they're yeah. already coming at you and it's like one pass at the most and they're in <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah yeah they're okay. coming off somebody's they're coming off somebody's pond in their backyard or whatever <laughs> it is and...
2: <laughs> oh shoot! coming off the park
1: <laughs> no, so I, I, I want to talk a little bit was this your first time to go to canada Yep, yep. It was what grade it. And on you know, give us a score for how Canada was. Did it meet its expectation or not?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Um, which, like I said, never been before. And you hear all kinds of stories. Um, and I don't want to sound greedy by any means because I'm, I'm very glad with how it turned out. For some reason in my head, I guess after hearing all the stories, everybody's like, it's, it's kill, kill, kill. Right but you got to have that little deal in the back of your head telling you it's still hunting right right you gotta you gotta put the work in everybody acts like you can just go freaking throw a spread out and murder them that wasn't the case for us by any means yeah we, we scouted every day as most people do there you know all a lot of guide services and stuff they put in a lot of work up there still yet but uh i mean at first i was kind of nervous we hunted the first day. And we really didn't get them, but we didn't scout like we probably should've. And uh, we we started putting in the miles and the time, and that's when everything kind of started clicking. Which, duh, you know. <laughs> but I guess we were all, you know, we were just ready to go. We were excited. We, we got permission on whatever we could that first night and took off. But I mean, yeah, it met the expectations. I'd say we 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 got them pretty good. I'll just leave it at that. I mean it was it was a great time. Jeez Louise. I, I I'm going back. I can tell you that much. Did y'all kill anything cool? No, no, nothing. Nothing, nothing special. Out ordinary, nothing out of the ordinary. No, no bands. But hell, we've got enough memories from that trip to last a lifetime. It was a really good time. Was it all dry fields? No, we hunted some potholes. Did you?
1: Okay. Okay.
3: Honestly, we killed most of our ducks on potholes. We had a couple of really good duck, you know, dry field duck hunts. And I, man, we didn't, if we would have killed geese like I've been seeing people kill geese or people, there was people killing geese at that time. And truth be told, I don't know if we were dumb or what What the deal geese was. But didn't we find didn't find them. them. We found them. We oh, really? Up, oh, dude, we were set up on some big freaking goose feeds. But when we find these goose feeds, we were honestly looking like, okay, there's more ducks in this goose feed than in the other. We wanted to kill ducks, but we wanted to kill geese as well. Um, we tried big spread, small spread, this and that. Obviously, you can run an e-caller there at that time, you know. We tried it all. And we didn't get them. We had one day where we shot we shot the fire out of some specs, and I was pretty excited about that. But there was guys in the area killing a hundred and fifty snow geese or whatever it may be. I mean, they were killing them. I was like, what the hell are we doing any different than the rest of these guys? Which evidently is something different. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but we were. I wish I could I wish say-
1: I could even offer some advice, but I've never none of us have been to Canada yet. So hope we're yeah. hope hopefully going next year and we'll get to experience a little bit of it. But
3: <laughs> Yeah. I like I said, I'm not I'm not mad at all, one bit about how it turned out. I had a great time and we all got to shoot our guns plenty and that's all it that really matters.
0: Well, that's good. Did y'all do a bunch of uh, kind of running and and knocking on doors to get permission? How can uh, we hear people well, talk about that a lot?
3: So, two or three of the guys that were in my group actually invited me. They have been going to the area for three or four, maybe five years. So they had a lot of connections ready to rock by the time we pulled up into Canada. So they were they were heading straight to their house as soon as we got there, and just planning ahead of time. And there was some, there was a a couple of places we struggled on but it wasn't that big of a deal yeah
1: what part of canada That's
3: saskatchewan
1: saskatchewan
0: okay okay
1: y'all got something else Oh, uh,
0: i want i want let's move into the the duck call making yeah
1: okay well yeah let's let's okay well i've got a kind of a direction that i want to go as far as into the duck call making okay because you you have been doing it not very long at all you've kind of had the same mm. thing that I that I've done it's like you just all of a sudden start making them and then all of a sudden you've got like i I can't make enough for the people mm-hmm. that are really kind of wanting them now you yeah. you're much more sought after than what I am but Bull crap no you definitely are I see what happens on call nuts you post one and it's gone within a minute okay I see it I know what's happening but I want to know why you started making duck calls
3: All right. Um, Man, that's a good question. I think it kind of goes back to the Keith Allen deal. I mean, he's got his pure duck call. Like I said, we were doing the bandit calls, and I looked up to him a lot. And I still do. I still do. And it's it's something I always wanted to do, and – I just been ate up with this stuff, man. I've got a college degree, and I don't care. I want to duck hunt. I want to make duck call. I want to. That's that's what consumes my mind all the time. And duck call making was something I always wanted to do. I was like, why not? Why not? I started contest calling. I mean, you. That's how I met you, Forrest. You know, and then you. I think you were there the first time I ever competed. And actually, another good reason. Like I said, I looked up to Keith. He did it. He made, it. he made a, he made his way with it. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, he you know, he, he's been doing it for a long time, but Louis Echel Oh yeah. That first dive bomb contest they had, he was blowing his own duck call. And like I said, I'd always wanted to do it. I've looked up to these guys who've done it forever. And it excited me. Well, like I said, he seen him blowing his own duck call. And that was it. Bam. That done deal. I'm, I'm doing it. Well, I, i met him we got to be pretty good buddies and he's like here's a list of not everything you need but this is what you need to get started on you know a lathe tools yeah. obviously you know all the little stuff and started making dust that's about that's really <laughs> about it you know how that goes oh yeah same same ordeal and was pretty rough for a while
1: now did you because for me when i started making calls it was kind of it was very similar it was like well i kind of owe it to myself i've done this well for me i have done it a lot longer than you have duck hunting and blowing a duck call but anyhow i got to a point where it was kind of like i've done everything i can do with a duck call except for make one i need to make one for myself whether it's any good or not i need to make one so for me i have blown short barrels and daisy cutters those have been my favorites, So that was kind of mm-hmm. the sound that I wanted, but a little bit different. I wanted a little bit looser than what those are. That yeah. was the sound that I looked for. Did you have a sound that you looked for or a way that you wanted yours to run?
3: Yeah. Um, I blew a, a Lare's hybrid for a pretty good while before I even started trying to blow in some contest. And I'd say, I'd say that hybrid is what I got more proficient on in the, you know, in calling in general. And, uh, that's the feel. It's not my call. Is not a hybrid, obviously a JJ Lair's hybrid, but that's the feel and kind of sound I wanted to chase. And I, in my mind, I could pick up a layers and then one of my calls. I can blow them. I can run. I can present my air the same. You know. Yep. And, and I'm pretty comfortable with both. So that's. I feel like I I nailed what I wanted, but to some others, they might disagree. But
1: no, you know, I Lerner's. I would definitely definitely agree because we we reviewed your call on here i can't remember Mm. how many episodes ago it was but it's i would say that it's very similar it's a very aggressive you know power calling style aggressive call and i mean it you've nailed it but it's it's the same calling style but you can tell it's different it's not a layers Mm. but it's the same style and i love the fact that you can tell the difference but the feel is still the same i like that you were able to do that and the shape is I mean, it's very unique, which is honestly, in my opinion, harder to do than getting a good sound.
3: Oh, dude. Yeah. There's so many freaking shapes. I, matter of fact, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make another call in my quote unquote lineup. I'm going to add another one. <laughs> you know, uh, I was like, all right, well, first step, let's, let's come up with a shape. And I started drawing stuff. I was like, well, that looks like his call. Well, that looks like their call. <laughs> So I, I kinda I gave up pretty quick. I was like, well we'll go back we'll come back to this another time. But Well
1: yeah. and this just dawned on me. Where are you where do you sit on a cut down? Do you like a cutdown or do you not like a cutdown?
3: I don't believe I've ever had one on my lanyard. Um that I surprises me.
1: Because I, yeah. I feel like a layers and a and a cut down are very, mm-hmm. very similar.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I just I don't know. I've never. I've, huh. I have a few. I've never had one on my lanyard, though. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. It just popped in my head. So I don't know. I've seen people. I hunt a lot of fields, honestly. So I don't, I don't know. That don't yeah, matter. It, it don't matter. I know. <laughs> I know. I. I've just. I'm a one duck call on my lanyard. That's it. Okay. One duck call. I don't. I don't know. I've always been one duck call, a spec call, and a whistle. All I ever carry around. So I, I didn't figure. What's your preferred spec call, real quick? Well, I blow a riceland but I am not that good of a spec caller. I'll say oh, right
1: Lord. now. Yeah, well, I've heard you say you are not the greatest duck caller either. <laughs> oh, anyhow, <laughs> yeah. so you make your own calls. You make a really good call. Well, this year you got selected to be part of the call makers build off at Call and I'll I'll tell you this right now. When I saw the teams announced, I was like, okay, well, the favorite is Lane and Brad. That team is the favorite, and then I thought Travis and uh, Kevin was next. Those those were the two teams that I had picked, and we all did our our build off or whatever. And the scores came out, and my team and Travis's team got picked. And I I, I in my head, even when the teams got picked, after seeing y'all's call, my I, I was kind of like, I don't know how, I'm like it had to have been by a point or two. Lo and behold, it comes out after after the fact that somebody who will be unnamed, you'll have to go back and listen to the Ronnie Turner episode to find out who messed up, <laughs> <laughs> messed up on the spreadsheet, and you guys had actually dominated the first round and should have been in the second round in the final. So I want to know how that felt for you because you had, you've had you been making calls for a very, very short time, and you got, you got the honor of being in John's shop and being in the callmaker's build-off, mm-hmm. and then, for lack of a better term, got screwed out of being in the final round.
3: Well, I looked at, I mean, the first thing I said to Brad, I was like, Well, you know, crap happens. I mean, just, they didn't like it. That's all there is, you know. I mean, I, I was pretty confident in it, not because of my part. Brad's Brad did a phenomenal job. I mean, everybody knows that Brad's about as good as they get when it comes to about everything.
1: Decorative. I mean, he makes a great sounding to call, too. But yeah. his decorative side is unbelievable.
3: I know it. Yeah, and I that. When, whenever they told me that I was his partner, I, I was I was more nervous about that, I think, than the whole deal overall. <laughs> like this dude's gonna think I suck.
2: No like, way. He, I was excited for you. Did yeah, you pick up a lot of really tips excited. and tricks from him over the weekend?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. I learned quite a bit of stuff in that little <laughs> short amount of time in the shop. Um and he he's he's he knows what he's doing. That's all there is to it. But uh yeah, I, I was pretty nervous to be his partner. Like I said, I didn't think he'd, I didn't think he'd like what I had to offer as much as some of the other guys in there. <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, oh my gosh, he's a real good dude. That's all. There is. I mean, he he's a really good guy, and he helped me. He helped me through it. I was nervous as can be overall, but it, it turned out pretty good. I had a really good time, learned some stuff, but. The call I made, the insert I made, I was I was pretty happy with it, the time being, and uh, like I said, I looked over at him once they announced the the next teams to uh, go to the second round, and I was like, well, whatever, man. You know, we had a good time at least. It was, it was <laughs> nice meeting you.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, you know, Ronnie came up to me the next day and told me I was like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> How did you but feel I was there? happy for it. Well, I mean, I didn't feel—I really didn't feel much. Honestly, I was like, "Well, <laughs> what can I do to make this any better or worse?" I mean, you know what I mean. I was happy for everybody being in there. Everybody got a great opportunity in general. You know? Yeah. Um, I was just—I we'll was see. just waiting to see. I was just waiting to see who won. I was—I was excited to see. Like I said. I, I got over it pretty quick. I was just excited for y'all. Well,
1: now all all the teams. Me and uh, oh shoot, forgot my the names of everybody in the contest, but I forgot my partner's name, James. Yes, James Yelverton? Yes, James. <laughs> I was thinking Travis. I was like, no, Travis was on Kevin's team. James, that guy, he he was the one that got the shaft by <laughs> getting me as a partner because his decorative was unreal it was like he, he would just say well let's do this and then he would just do it it wasn't yeah. like he had some thought out plan ahead of time mm-hmm. it was just like it popped in his brain let's do this or he'd pull up a picture of a duck and he would you know screenshot on the band it's like this this guy is
3: unbelievable yeah. that's and, another thing i didn't me and brad i obviously we talked before the contest but we didn't like i talked to probably you Travis and Michael Glover. And they didn't tell me the plans, obviously we we're like, yeah, we, we've, we've got something yeah. schemed up pretty good. You know, and I was like, yeah, we did too, but we didn't. It was like, <laughs> a, a couple days before I was like, honestly, I, I really trust this guy. I'm not that worried about it, but in the back of my head too, I was like, man, we, I have no idea what the hell's going on. And I was just planning on showing up and cutting the tone board. That's all I had in mind. <laughs> That's all that I had.
1: Well, when Ronnie brought the idea to me, i told him no i was like there's no way i can't like i'm slow i don't make a call that fast he's like all you gotta do he's like all you gotta do is make an insert in four hours i was like well i can do that and then after i said yes he's like you know just put some in laser end caps on i was like well i've never done that thanks well i think that's
3: why i was so skeptical at first too because he didn't tell us that was like a (laughs) he didn't tell us how it was set up yet. he was like hey you want to do this and i'd never talked to ronnie before i had no idea You no, know? so I was like, "Oh my God, why are they asking me of all people? I was yeah. like this you could have reached out to anybody, but he asked me to do it. I mean, I was gonna do it, but I was it took me a couple of days. he messaged me a few times like, well what what, what are we doing? Like, yeah, may as well, and then he dropped Brad and me, and i was like, all right, yeah, and that,
0: then, you know.
1: then the other team, was, like I said, Michael and Ryan that was none mm-hmm. of the teams were bad. all the hey, teams were know. good and they I were believe- all great. I blew Michael and Ryan's call, and I blew Travis and uh, Kevin's call because they they went the first. I blew both of those before we got me and James got started, and I was like, "Well, we're screwed," because these two calls are really freaking good. And then I didn't do that. You were going to be next. I was like, "I, I mean, I better enjoy this four hours because I'm not going to get to be back in here again."
3: <laughs> man, but it, they were all freaking good calls. The the
1: were- the contest was was great. I hated. That y'all didn't get to compete on the second day because y'all really did earn it. So if if they happen to do a redo of last year, this year, are you gonna compete?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, obviously everybody's gonna be a little nerved up still yet, but (laughs) I'm sure you agree with me. The nerves are kinda a lot of the nerves and pressure is a little bit off now, if you will. You know what I mean? Uh, We've done it. Well But I say that. You know how I am. I get all freaking worked up all the time about little stuff like that. Especially calling contests, you know, any contest. I'm not that, I played freaking baseball in high school, but I've never been super, super competitive. If you, I mean, like I said, play ball, that's it. I was going duck hunting other than that. So I didn't have to worry about the stress of this and that. But nowadays, I get all, I get all worked up about stuff, little stuff like that. Why do you get worked up? I get so nervous. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, the, the that Presley's this year. Oh, okay,
1: hang all. on, hang on. I know what happened at Presley's. These two don't know what happened at Presley's, okay? So, you just started doing Main Street, trying to qualify uh, for the World Championship. Like, literally mm-hmm. just started it this year, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, March or something. Pretty much, okay.
1: Started in March. Presley's is in August. So, mm-hmm. if you're from arkansas and you have gone and worked at rick Dunn's shop and you know learned how to blow a call from main street with rick rick will tell you it takes two years to qualify for worlds on average okay mm. you started in march and in august you made in three contests three main street contests you made the third round in all three of them did you not <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah how many times did you get second twice in three contests in just a few Damn. months. And legit competition. I mean, really good competition. Like, Hayden beat you <coughs> in the second contest, right? Mm-hmm. World yep. champion beat you in the sec- in that contest. So, you got second to a world champion. The next one, you went into a call-off, right?
3: <coughs> yeah, I really shit the bed on that deal, didn't I? And
1: what, there, there you go. <laughs> but see, that's what happened. You messed up. It oh, yeah. wasn't that you necessarily got beat. No, not taking discredit from Cahill at all because he won, and he, he gets credit oh, yeah. for that. He deserved it. He deserved it. But it wasn't that you didn't have the opportunity to win it. You had the mm-hmm. opportunity. You just made a mistake. That happens. It's Main Street. Oh, yeah. You know, for sometimes sure. it's whoever puts three clean together in a row wins. But oh, what yeah. I'm getting at is it just took you a few months, and you're contending with some very high-level competition to qualify for a world championship. Okay. And when Rick Dunn, who is, you know, up godfather. there top tier, godfather almost oh, yeah. of Main Street Calling, tells most yeah. people average of two years to qualify for Worlds, and you do it in four months. Almost. You've almost qualified. Almost. almost in four months. So why do you still get so nervous?
3: I don't know. Well, <laughs> I can tell you what happened on that original. Obviously, like I said, you know, we went to the call-off. He went first. He blew a dang good routine. I was like, oh god. <laughs> I mean, one one bobble. I mean, that's all it's going to take for me to lose. And I I, I managed to do about four. So
0: <laughs> you didn't
1: do four. You did one. You did one. I remember yeah. watching it because I was on the edge of my seat too. I was like, he's about to do this. He's about to do this. But th- there was one bobble, and I mean, I was I was hurt for you. I was upset for you. But it's and that's part of it. It's a it's a building block for sure. But the oh, fact yeah. that you get nervous, and I've had to learn this too, it's because you care about it, and there's nothing Absolutely. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. you lose the nerves, you're
3: not going to want to do it anymore. That's the thing. Nobody else cares. Oh, no they maybe. do.
1: If, they, if they're at that contest, they care.
3: No, no, now, no, no. Contest callers care, but yes. no, it don't matter to anybody else. And I don't know why I get so nervous in front of crowds and whatever else it may be. Obviously, and you know this. You get you hear somebody like I said blow a really good routine right in front of you. If it's a call off or third round or whatever it may be, that that's when it gets really really <laughs> nerve wracking for me. But I get nervous from the jump, first round. I mean, I'm nerved up. My
1: my Sweat. hands shake when I drive to the site. It can oh, be dude. four hours till I'm ca- about to call, but as I'm driving there and when I'm about to get there, I'm nervous.
3: I'm not eating nothing. I'm not drinking nothing. I'm
1: freaking out. <laughs> Full panic mode know <laughs> well, why, why. Well, you, you're going to qualify. I mean, if, if by some chance, well, are you going to, if you, let's say, for some reason you don't win the Missouri State, which you're a heavy favorite, I'm sure, at the Missouri State. I don't know who else is going to, in Missouri, that can beat you, especially if you blow three clean. I have, there's nobody that's going to beat you. Are you going to come down to do the last chance regional or the novice regional? Absolutely. Okay, good. May as
3: well. Honestly, I thought about it too. With it being my first year doing it, if I was to win one of those two contests, that might be the best thing for me. Being on that stage in front of that crowd and you know, not necessarily shaking those nerves off cuz obviously that, you know, the world championship contest is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you been to it? No, I've never been to any of it. So <laughs> if I was to win one of those two contests, that'd probably be one of the best things for me and Main Street, call it.
1: It would. I mean, it, it would be cool because it's it's on the Main Street stage. It's on the world stage, and
3: it would I'm sure plenty of you know pretty big crowd. Like I, like I said, never been down there. I don't know what kind of events or whatever they may have throughout the week. If that's even a thing, I don't know.
1: So you've never been to the Wings Over the Prairie Festival? No. Okay. No. Don't
3: don't know why. But so I they shut known.
1: they shut Main Street down in Stuttgart. They shut the whole thing down. There's three or four tents that are full of. Of vendors they've got bleachers in front of the stage and then they've got stuff outside of that so yes there's going to be a crowd that will be watching now it's bigger for the world championship than what it is for the last chance regional or the what the novice regional is going to be but you're still going to have a big crowd out there Mm -hmm. but you're also going to be up on the world stage you'll get to experience that and I, I would agree. It would almost it would almost be better to have to come down and compete in those two to see what it mm-hmm. feels like before worlds, and you, you would get to hear what the call sounds like on that stage and everything else. But you take your opportunity to win when you
3: can. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Speaking of worlds, I assume You qualify with your own call. That's pretty. That's a pretty cool deal. I didn't even know that's you were true. making trying to make one.
1: Well, I didn't tell anybody that I was trying to make one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. Uh, it was. It was kind of. I qualified in a way that was kind of like last year, where I didn't mm-hmm. think that I was even close to winning, and I got fortunate enough to win. Which we haven't talked about. Me qualifying Mm-mm. for I was We haven't talked about it. So anyhow, it was. It was in Alabama, <clears throat> or not Alabama. It was in Mississippi. I had never been to this contest before. The first round, I blew good. Like I was. I was mm-hmm. pretty happy with the way I blew the call. <clears throat> And I knew, I was like, okay, the way I blew the call, I should be in the top three with the competition that was there. Mm-hmm. And in the second round, I couldn't find the tone. Like, I, I couldn't find it. It was, it was gone. It was like something had messed up on my read, and it was gone. So I was like, well, I don't have a spare read with me, which I will at Worlds. I'll have three different reads in my pocket at Worlds.
3: Yeah. you can going to blow your own call again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sweet. That'll be awesome. And
1: blew the second round, and I was like, well, I've done knock myself out of it now. Somehow, I managed to get called back. There's four of us in the final round. Got up there in the final round. Same thing happened, like, obviously, because I had no time to change the read. And I was like, well, I'll just blow it again. So I blew it again, thought it was terrible. And they called the four of us out there, and they called fourth. It wasn't me. Called third. It wasn't me. And then the thought crossed my mind. I was like, I'm about to steal this contest just like I stole yeah. Colton's last year, which Colton should have won that one, but he didn't even place the top three. I don't know how that worked, but it did. And anyhow, they called Stacy for second, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so when the scores came out, and I saw the scores, I had a three-point lead after the first round. So I was like, oh, okay, that's how I ended up winning. Yeah, I had a three-point lead. He caught up two points in the second round. I guess he made a mistake, or something happened in the third round. We tied in the third round. I ended up winning by one point. Oof. Stacy won the second contest, which was fine, because honestly, in my head, after the second round, I thought, I'm going to lose this one, but I'll fix the read for the next contest and I'll win the next one. It was, it was already in my head. Like I, I know how my calls perform and I'm going to win the next one. That sounds arrogant, but that's, that's how I felt yeah. was like, I yeah. know that I can win the next one as long as I'm clean. So I'm glad he won the second one, but I did feel like I stole it in the first contest. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. but I'll get to be there. And I really think you're going to get to be there too. I, I yeah. really think you will just, just put three clean together, you'll be perfectly fine.
3: I sure do hope so. I, mean, I I think the novice regional
1: is actually going to be a really stout contest.
3: Oh heck yeah, that'll be good. I think yeah, it's going to be really a very contest. stout contest, for sure. I mean that there's a lot of people. I mean look, my you know Michael Steinmeier. He's, Oh, yeah. Very successful in the mainstream game. He, <laughs> well, I
1: mean, he's he's won Worlds, and he's won Champion of Champions. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's not yeah. many folks that have won Champion of Champions.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's real good. He's taught me a lot. Uh, but going to the, the Novice contest and the Last Chance contest, you never know who's going to show up to one of them ordeals because I think he showed up. I don't know if he won Worlds the, one of the years he did it or not, but he showed up. Didn't get to blow him any contests one summer, so he went down there and did the last chance, won it, and then did I'm sure did pretty good in the worlds. but like I said, you never never know who's going to show up to one of them World deals.
1: The last chance regional is always a very difficult one to win. like I remember okay. watching it last year thinking, good Lord, the competition in this one is is brutal,
3: oh yeah, I, yeah, I believe it
1: uh, Tyler Bashirs, I think is who won. The last chance regional last year, he only made second round. But I mean, Tyler Brasierus has qualified. I don't know how many times. He's one of those Echo guys that's that's really really good, even though he doesn't yeah. compete as much as he used to. Uh, <coughs> do y'all have anything else for? Lane?
0: Oh, I've been enjoying the the call conversation. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Me well, and Barrett, we can't really speak yeah, to it. Yeah, we can outside go outside of our wheel. We can here.
1: go all the time on the call stuff. So if y'all have got something oh, else, yeah. y'all just hop right in there.
0: Uh, I've, I've been chewing on so you just graduated college, which I'm gonna throw back to you know back to your day to day here. You just graduated college you're you're guiding full time now uh, with your outfit. What's your I mean what are your aspirations moving forward? I mean you're a young man that has has jumped into a uh, I mean you've got a world of experience at your age right now, so I'm kind of curious as to what uh which way you're heading and what what do you think your your future or what's your goals for your future? Well,
3: you know, I graduated college with a ag business degree. I've never farmed. I've never, I've got a lot of buddies who farm, but I don't know crap about it. It was just, you know, you even so it was a degree. degree. <laughs> that's right. It's a degree. That's what I I don't know why, but that's what I, I thought I wanted to be a crop scout. And, and I'm not now. So, but I've gotten into the, the duck call making stuff and, Everybody's got a a big dream of theirs, but I'd love to be able to somehow make that work. That's real far-fetched, but never know. Not for you, bud. I don't know. I'd love to to agree with you, but I don't know. But uh, right now, living the simple life, I guess. Just graduated in May, making calls. I actually helped run a... uh, as essentially lawn care business, but we spray and fertilize yards and,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and do, I do that and guide in the winter. So I get to cut out November third this year from work and then just make duck calls and guide until that's over with and then I don't know I don't I don't know what next year brings honestly <laughs> we'll we'll just have to see, but like I said, aspiration and goals. I'd love to do something in the outdoor industry. Like I said, I got a degree in ag, but like I said earlier, this stuff has just consumed my life, and I have no problem with it. I love it. Well, oh, and that's I what I was—I
0: was curious about. I mean, I didn't know if you wanted to eventually. Which again, and I don't—I don't want you to speak and and you know contradict yourself or on you know I didn't know if you wanted to have your own outfit one day or what. I mean, it seems like you've got a lot of uh, tools in your shed there that you could potentially use. So I was—I didn't know if if any of that crossed your mind
3: man i have ideas every day the next day i wake (laughs) up like that's the stupidest idea you've ever had so i don't know i guess time will tell but like i said i'd love to do something in the outdoor industry that that's that's my goal but you never know what tomorrow throws at you i guess
1: well let's dream here for a second so if you uh-huh. could if you could pick one thing in the outdoor industry, like so you you just like name it and claim it type thing, this yeah. is what I want, and this is go- this would happen. What would it be?
3: Probably, probably own a call company. Okay. And then, well, you already you know, do that. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> real deal. He's you no. Know, yeah, big, we have... big. Ideally, you know, quote unquote, big time call company. What's that look uh, like? You tell me.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'll I'll throw two companies okay. out. Th- I'll throw two companies out there, and you can pick which one you would rather look more like: Rich in Tone or Duck Commander. Yes, R and T. R and T. Okay, that look. Okay, yeah. I
3: was just checking. Not yeah. not to discredit either one of them, but but no, they're both no. very big,
1: but they're both very different.
3: Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, I'd love. I mean, I'm sure you're in the same boat. You'd love
1: one hundred percent
3: yeah yeah i mean that'd be ideal but that's a we're 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 real far away from that right now well you're
1: 23 you make a really good freaking duck call you're very good at competition you've guided you take really good uh photos as far as waterfowl photos hunting pictures
0: you've got a pretty dang good start
1: you know a lot of the people
0: I, I think it's cool that, that somebody your age has got a pretty, from what I can tell, pretty solid head on your shoulders mm-hmm. to, to start moving the direction you're moving in.
1: Every time yeah. I'm around Lane, I'm like, dude, I want to grow up and be just like him. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, boy. If I could be that cool, man. No, you don't want to be me. Say that right now.
0: I wish at 23,
3: I had my head
2: on my shoulders.
0: That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so, 23. I was like, golly, oh, I, I wouldn't think uh, anything yeah. about
1: this. When I was 23, I was the maintenance man at the apartment <laughs> complex and had no idea what I was going to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not oh. making duck calls at John Stevens' shop. That's exactly what oh. I was not yeah. doing. If
3: it makes you feel any better, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do <laughs> with my life either.
1: <laughs> Great. Well, oh, got
3: my some gosh. Options.
2: Y'all got something else for Lane? So with being a guide, I mean, what does, uh, do you have a dog?
3: I do. Yep. I've got a, he just turned two <laughs> last week, actually. And he is a ball of fire. He's wired up nonstop. And he's, uh, What kind of dog? He's, a, he's American lab. I got him out of, well, I'm not going to go there actually. Cause I can't remember the dang kennel I bought him from, but I bought him at a year old started and, uh, Actually, I hunted them the day after I bought them. Dang. Wow. Yeah. Well, so here's the story. A a guy around here, his boy had some kind of surgery, chest surgery of some sort. I don't know. And they have a duck dog. And he's like, he's good buddies with the guy who owns that I work for. And he's like, why don't you run my dog this season? And I was like, I'll gladly run it because I'm tired of chasing these damn ducks around. I mean, (laughs) that sucks. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah, let's do it. Well, long story short, it did not work out. It just did not Oh out. no. Yeah. So Shane had a dog, got a kennel a couple hours from here, and he had reached out to that guy and was like, Do you have any dogs for sale or whatever the case may be? Because I wanted a dog and I'm grateful for him to reach out for him or to him. And lo and behold, Get over there, find a dog I like. Well, I liked his personality, I guess. i never (laughs) seen him hunt, obviously. (laughs) Well, he's like, why don't you just take them? You can run them all season long. I don't care. Just take them, say hey, like them. If you love them, you can buy them on the last day of duck season or whatever it may be. He's like, all right, whatever. It, It can't be much worse than, you know, the last ordeal I had. Not that the dog was terrible, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. You know. So get him. we go hunting and don't get me wrong. He's not, he's still not perfect. And he definitely wasn't then, but he, he did what I needed him to do that day. He picked up probably 30 of the 36 ducks we shot that day. We're going to make a, we're going to make a damn duck dog out of this guy. So, I mean, I'm no dog trainer. I've never had a dog before him, but I've heard so many stories and I've seen it now. They pick up so much crap from just going all the time going hunting all the time mm-hmm. so between you know i tried to teach him stuff and i probably did i probably taught him wrong but i did what i thought was right and then i dropped him off at the trainer all summer long and just picked him back uh picked him back up right before dove season and he did pretty all right in canada oh here's a good one for you <laughs> so I ran a shot caller on him all last season. Like I said, he was kind of a shithead. <laughs> still yet. He knew what I needed him to do, but he was a shithead. And I'll say it. So I had a shot caller on him. He, he figured out pretty quick what that thing was. and Trainer trained him all summer long without it, and he did great. And every time I'd go watch him train, he'd act a damn fool. Like the trainer, but I promise he never acts like this around me. And I believe it because he's sent me so many videos of him doing things. I'm like, this is awesome. I was like so excited. But I think the dog was just, he he said it too. He's like, the owner show up, the dog sees their owner in their freak out mode, you know? Yeah. Get all excited. So he, he'd act up a little bit. Well, like I said, kind of train him off the collar and uh, took him to Canada. Well, I took the collar with me. I lost the charger, so he didn't have a damn collar on all week. Or he had it on, but I couldn't do nothing with it. Yeah. So he got away with some stuff that I wasn't very excited about
1: in Canada. Barrett's dog Huck, like, there's a lot of times that he can just put that collar on him, whether it's charged or not, and it's like he knows that if he messes up, mm-hmm. he's gonna he's oh, gonna yeah. get shocked. It's funny to he's watch. Like
3: that, he's like that after a little while. But like I said, he hadn't been zapped. <laughs> In a while, but he
0: usually f- if I yeah. if I put it on him, figure it out.
3: And yeah, if I have to, you know, if he does something I don't like, even if it's just a you know vibrate, he's like, oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it is there. It's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he's got it out. I think a lot of I think a lot of them do. I think a lot of them know when it's on and when it's not.
1: My dog is such a wuss. Like I, I have to have it on a very low setting because it. I was very scared when I started teaching him what the e-collar was, that if I shocked him, I was like, he's probably going to just melt down if when we yeah. do this. But he's got it figured out now. And he he understands that, like, he'll sit there and he'll let me put the collar on him just perfectly fine. Like, he's, he's not scared of it. But he really, if I hit him with it a couple times, like, try to get him to sit, he'll just lay down. He's like, okay, I'm done. I'm about to shut down. I'll just lay down. So I had to be really, really careful with him about that. But I was very scared that I was going to ruin him of the shot collar and he would never wear yeah. on but he knows now that when the shot go- shock collar goes on we're going to quote unquote work but he enjoys work he likes it if I say you want to go work he gets excited
3: yeah I've seen a couple guys with dogs and they'll have you know they'll run them on collars and a lot of sometimes clients bring their dogs and they're like yeah I shock them on one and he freaks out but I've seen some guys bring their dogs and they'll damn weld their asses I mean, <laughs> max max you know Maxed it out, lay into them. Good uh, lord!
0: So, so on that topic right there, uh, from a guide standpoint, when people bring mm-hmm. their dogs in, I mean, I'm assuming they call and ask, or what do you guys tell them? Like, how do, oh. how, do you, how do you delineate? <laughs> how do you delineate on who can bring a dog and who can? The look on well, Lane's
1: face, cause nobody can see it. The
0: look on <laughs> Lane's face is like, I don't know if I want to tell these stories or not.
3: Well, I don't get to call the shots over there. And I know there's, you know, all the guys have a dog. And I'm pre- I've never said anything. Like I said, I don't get to call shots. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out of my way to make a scene about it or whatever it may be. It's not ideal in my opinion.
0: Well, let me ask you this. So if I if I call up there and I say, Hey, I'm coming to hunt with you guys. I'm paying the money and I'm bringing my dog, or can I bring my dog? What's going to be said to me? Or is, is he going to say, Yeah, that's fine. Or is he going to say, Yep okay he's gonna say it's fine okay and
3: I, I i respect it because he wants everybody to be happy because you know how it is some guys they'll get pretty hurt about that ordeal
0: yeah yeah
3: you know and I, like i said i respect it but it's not ideal i guess i mean there's some <laughs> there's some dogs that are uh that are pretty good that people have brought but sometimes it you lose opportunity, if you know what I mean. I, mm-hmm.
0: I think I step back and look at it from a business standpoint where dogs, a dog that I don't know how they operate creates a safety concern. Right. And so that that's how I personally look at it. I mean, I understand, we, you know, both sides of that coin, but.
3: We had a guy bring a dog last year. I'm not going to say any names, but uh, he brought his dog. Him and his dog were both a handful. I picked <laughs> up about every duck. I picked up, I think, every duck. Needless to say, neither of them are coming back. Oh, really? no. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. He it he couldn't bad, even, man. like, throw a shotgun shell and the dog would go in that direction?
2: No. Oh, man. He brought his well, emotional I support know. dog. said, I'm god hunt. I'm not going Was his no, dog was a boykin? No, it was <laughs> not. Okay. Was his name Hank? <laughs>
3: nope.
1: It was not named Hank. Okay. It must have been a silver lab, then.
3: I'm not gonna name. I don't know if he'll if he'll ever listen to this or not. So I'm definitely not gonna name drop his dog. Did
0: y'all fire him? Did y'all? But say I
3: will never. It. I'll never forget that dog's name because he hollered at plenty. Okay. Oh,
1: really? <laughs> okay. Well, I have a story about that.
3: I'll tell you after we we
1: stop the recording of 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 one in DeWitt that would only answer to one certain thing. <laughs> I can't say it on here. <laughs> but anyhow, did
0: you? So y'all fired that client? Like you told him you're not coming back. I think we're booked up.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's a very polite way of saying a, you're dude. not coming back. Oh, sorry, man, we're booked up. It's so what? <laughs> uh, what shotgun you running?
3: I don't feel well. My, what kind of gun am I running? Yeah, uh,
2: Super Black Eagle Two, no,
1: vanilla. Nice. Bad one. I like that gun. I've got one too. Twelve. Well, obviously it's yep. twelve. They didn't make that in a twenty.
3: Yeah, I, I thought about getting a. M2 or uh, I guess they come out with the 20 gauge Super Eagle three.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah, I thought about it, but I'm I'm too tight,
2: so probably won't. <laughs> and you'll love it. You ever go to shooting one?
3: Yeah, it's I hard bet. to beat a 20. Everybody everybody loves them. 20 gauges in general. I tell you what, <laughs> my guide buddy Kyle just got a 10 gauge and he got a whole whole of a bunch of 10 gauge shells, so I might.
1: I now might that's try and... listen. I like a 10 gauge. <laughs> It, once I've never you, shot.
3: Once i never shoot shot one. one.
1: Like especially if it's a semi-automatic, like if it's a Browning Gold or something, ten mm. gauge, and especially like goose hunting or something another,
2: and you shoot that, you're probably not going to go back to the twelve. It's no the kidding. ten
1: gauge is awesome. It doesn't kick. No, it does not For kick. field
2: hunting, I mean, yeah, it'd probably be great. Because, I mean, you're cleaning up and shooting cripples trying to fly out and all that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great in yeah. the timber, too, because you just wait for
1: everybody to start God. to be done shooting, and then you can shoot everything else that's leaving.
3: <laughs> that's right. Take the choke out yeah, of I'd it love it to fill it. the hole. I'd love to give it a go, that's for sure. But You'll have to. You'll have to. Mm-hmm. Mm. I might see if I can't take it out opening day and shoot some damn... Some teal and some shovelers with it, and see how
2: that goes. Oh, I, I will have to see.
1: I'll have to see if I can find the picture of the teal that my uncle shot. I think it was with his ten gauge. I'll have to see if I can find a picture of that one.
3: That he's shooting boss out you. of? Yeah. Whew. It's part of a teal, anyhow. He's <laughs> shooting shooting boss out of it, is that yeah. he said? Yeah, yeah. That's what my buddy's got to
1: believe. Yeah, he'll like it. He'll like it a whole lot.
0: So, Lane, when does uh when does season when does season open up for you?
3: November fourth.
0: November fourth.
3: We're, okay. we're just about there.
0: Well, y'all are y'all
2: are right on the door. Mm-hmm. How's yep. your water situation?
3: It's pretty good. Uh, I was over there tonight actually, and quite a few birds turning around. But we've got um, we've got to brush all the pits still yet. We have uh, a little late on that, bud. Oh, yeah! I'm telling you, we've got. <laughs> I was over there tonight. Like I said, we, we counted, I think, 75 dozen pintails and 75 dozen mallard decoys you got to rig up still. Wow. Well, we're on the ball.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all about to be burning that midnight oil. Yeah.
3: We rigged a dozen teal decoys today, so we're on it. <laughs> a,
2: dozen, a dozen, yeah. <laughs> Boy, yeah. At that rate, y'all are in trouble. Y'all worked hard. <laughs> yeah, we're ready to rock High fives
0: all around. let <laughs> <head> home. <laughs> Oh, to get you another cigarette, dude. I have <laughs> been, been coughing. coughing all night.
1: <laughs> it, well, it's been almost a month now. I feel like that I've just been coughing. It's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's gotten better, if you can believe that.
0: All right, so Elaine, you're knocking on the, the door. Go time. What uh, what are you looking forward to this season?
3: Man, I don't know. I mean, I just hope that. I really hope we get some good weather. That's all I can hope for. Uh, I, there's been times, and everybody has this, obviously, but. I just want to pick up new ducks yeah you know, when you're when you're hunting the same ducks for say a month i mean that's when it starts getting pretty tough yeah all all any duck hunter can wish for is weather yeah migration you know new birds that's all i can hope for them other than that i'm just ready to rock grateful for the opportunity to be able to be out there and do it all
0: is there is there ever uh is there one specific client group that you're always looking forward to every year
3: I got a few of them actually. You got a few of them? Yeah, that opening weekend group I was telling you about—they are a freaking time. Uh, <laughs> they're my oh boy. There's been times where I get up, go to the living room to get it, or the, the living room, the kitchen of the lodge, just right next to each other. Go in there to get something to drink, and they ain't quit drinking.
0: Oh they, boy,
3: they, they don't they don't go hunting. Really, they they'll drive. They're from Georgia, and there's they're several. There's a couple of them I can think off, off the top of my head. They they they've missed plenty of opening days since I've started guiding their full time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this the other night on our podcast we had Shane on and uh, he has a good point. like a lot of these guys, we told some stories about some of the dumb crap that clients have done or just dumb stories overall at the lodge. Yeah. And uh, for a lot of these guys, it's a, it's a vacation, you know, they, mm-hmm. they're getting away from, Everything, you know, real world stuff, and they're just letting loose. So, I guess you can't necessarily blame them, but sometimes they can be a handful, I guess. <laughs> but it's always fun to look back on and laugh at. It's always a good story for the next year, I guess, you know.
0: Well, speaking of, before we wrap up, my favorite question to ask, and I ask everybody this when you when you're out when you're sitting at the lodge or out around a fire or whatever your go-to i want your best i mean the best story you've got i don't care if it's hunting related or what what uh what is your go-to like you know you're somebody's pissing their pants after you tell the story man i don't know you don't you you don't have just a go-to that you keep in the back pocket I think I might have told some of them dumb crap that I've done hunting. I don't,
3: I'm not going to incriminate myself on here. <laughs> He's not old, old, old enough
1: st- for the statue yet. to be gone.
3: <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I, it, usually when you're at duck camp, it's usually just... The dumb stuff that's going on at camp, or you know, a lot of the clients, like I said, they, they want to hear the crap that's going on. They've seen posts about it, or we've right. sent them Snapchats or something. Let me think of one. Let me that we've told about hunting camp. i like I said, to I told you about. Hunting. I told you, I told you about the swamp and the dudes out in the ranger and digging up the front yard and the tractor.
2: Uh, I mean the, the the Gator one was pretty good, the two wheel drive one. That was, that was pretty, that good. Was a pretty a, good. That was story. pretty good.
3: That's that's a good one. That's one of the dumber things I've done, that's for sure. <laughs> While hunting. Uh, Man. Forrest told me to be prepared for something like this. I did. <laughs> I think I was gonna use one of those. Oh here's a good one. And it really it relates to the outfitter overall, but it's not me and a lot of we've told this story to some guys i might butcher it a hair but i'll get to the point <laughs> so kyle i was telling you about a while ago was running some hunts down in arkansas and had three older gentlemen and shane usually like i said when he books the hunts or you know the guys call and talk to him about hey we're on our way yada 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 he'll ask them you know what are you guys capable of more or less whether you know they're older guys, what are you capable of doing? Whether it's you know walking through the woods or, you know, you, you know what I'm saying, trekking through the mud, whatever it may be. Oh, we're 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 good to go. We've been killing ducks before you were born, blah, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, they go down there to Arkansas and hunt, and they were hunting in some. Um, I guess I said, I think you said like a blue stem or some, some grass of some sort. I don't know, big tall grass. Because his idea, it was late season. At that point in time, they were flaring from freaking everything. And naturally, they're all near that stuff or buzzing over the top of it. Whatever. So they stuck them out there on swamp seats, And uh, like I said, they were totally fine with all this stuff. They... They uh, evidently didn't like it. They shot dang near a limit that first day. I think they were there for two days. Almost shot a limit the first day, and they went out to dinner that night. Well, Kyle had called Shane. He was like, hey, I don't think we're going to – I think there's going to be some problems here. Okay, whatever. Basically talking about how the guys weren't too fond of sitting on the swamp seats in the brush. Well, they called Shane, or Shane called them, were the two. And uh, they're like, "Why? Wow, we, we'd prefer a blind, more or less." Okay, we'll put you in a blind tomorrow. Well, Shane was on the way down to Arkansas to hunt with them. Kyle had told them where we're hunt- They're going to hunt the next morning. Well, we're going back to the same field. We're going to go sit in them swamp seats, whatever. Well, they get all fired up about it, and they're they're like, "All right, whatever." They start packing their stuff. We're out of here. So Kyle calls Shane. He's like, "Hey." They're leaving. We got problems. Okay. No, no, no. They're leaving. They put money on the table, I guess, to pay for their hunt, and uh, they left. Well, somebody come back in and grab the money off the table. So that's what Kyle was all worked up about. He thought they didn't pay for the hunt or something along those lines. They didn't pay for the hunt. So they grabbed the money and said, you don't deserve this. Okay, so Shane hangs up instantly. <laughs> hangs up instantly. Calls the guys, lays into him, gives him an earful. I mean, you name it. He's like, you better hope I don't meet y'all on this gravel road. I'm getting my money. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I and I'm not throwing shit of the bus. He, he told the same story. <laughs> he was like, we've we've got y'all a hunt. Like, y'all are the ones who want to leave. You know, y'all are leaving us. We've got you a hunt. You owe me. Well. Hangs it up on Kyle, like I said, lays into them, gets off the phone, and calls Kyle back. He's like, this is a bad deal. He's like, yeah, they took my damn tip money off the table and said I didn't deserve it. He's like, they took your tip money instead of the, yeah, they paid for the hunt, but they took my tip money. He's like, well, that would have been real good to know before I laid into these guys' ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he had to call those guys back and he said by the end of the conversation he was apologizing and they were all laughing about it towards the end but that's a that's a pretty good one we, we talk about that one quite a bit oh my gosh
1: oh. I, that's something i'm glad that i don't have to deal with because i i'm the least confrontational person ever like i would have just been yeah. like okay it's, it's fine they didn't pay so it's, it's okay I'm fine. <laughs>
3: I'm fine like i said i'm I, fine. I, 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 I was kind of all over the place there, but that's essentially what happened. Kyle told Shane that they didn't pay for the hunt. He lays into them Come to find out, they took Kyle's tip money, and they had paid for the hunt. And Shane really, you know, yeah. got into him, showed his good. butt for no reason.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, he was like, that'd have been real nice to know before I'd freaking <laughs> cuss these old men out or whatever. It's it like, a
2: good you know. thing he didn't meet them on the
3: road. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I've got one got last thing. One last thing before
1: Barrett closes us out here. Mm. LD custom calls. That's that's your brand. Yep. I want to mm. know favorite material to work with, least favorite material to work with.
3: <laughs> well, sound wise or just turn it in general?
1: It can be either. Either's fine.
3: Man. Well, I think you know this one. I don't ask me why. I hate turn African Blackwood. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Oh, I'm I'm
1: Don't almost know. there with you. I've almost gotten to where I like it, but it's still it's 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 not my favorite.
3: Yeah, I, I like the sound of it, I really do. But if I'm gonna if I'm gonna turn a call just for fun, I'm probably gonna sleeve it in hedge or cocabolo, and then some kind of I like turning black ash bro a lot actually. That's,
1: okay. That's I have not done that song. yet, actually. Yeah, tried
3: it. I, I like that, and uh, I don't know. I like turning a lot of the softer woods and sleeving them. That's a lot of the prettier stuff, anyway. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm going to make a hunting call, I'm probably going hedge or coca bolo. Okay,
1: I yeah. I would be right there with you.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I don't love turning blackwood at all, but yeah, I've made I've made a lot of stinkers out of it, and I've made <laughs> quite a few good ones out of it too. So I you know I, I was kind
1: of surprised too, like. As far as Blackwood goes with the sound, everybody talks about how great the sound is. I've only made, I think, one, maybe two that I was like really crazy about that I thought these are good sounding calls. But I've made a bunch of Blackwood that I'm like, I don't Mm. really care for that one at all. For sure.
3: I'm in the same boat. Same boat. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I think the first couple I made were in my, at the time, I really liked. I really thought they were really good and then i kept turning it and turning it and turning it. i got to where i hated it and then i was like these don't these, i'm not in love with this stuff like i thought i was all over sound wise turning it especially yeah oh my god i've blown up so much of that stuff <laughs> about <to laughs> knocked my teeth out dang <laughs> there you name it
1: oh shoot well we appreciate you coming on lane
0: yeah lane t- yeah, tell man. tell everybody where we can where they can find you uh
3: on instagram at lane underscore dunning which is my personal page where i do a lot of uh just waterfowl related content i suppose and then ld custom calls is my call page and just facebook just lane dunning
0: awesome man oh yeah yep i appreciate y'all yeah man we appreciate you coming on and yeah we uh we look forward to hopefully seeing you at worlds or seeing you at a contest here soon and getting to shake your hand and hang out with you some more
3: absolutely yeah i said i appreciate y'all bringing me on it was a good time
0: yeah man we appreciate it and good luck this season man
3: thank you y'all too